And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. Excited to be joined today with Nick Penev. He is the co-founder of Scale, an extreme power brand. We're going to be talking about partnerships today, affiliates, other relationships. How can you partner with other companies and make more money and grow your business? Um, throughout the history of my companies, I've had some really successful partnerships that have really helped us grow. And I'm hoping to learn some things from Nick today. Before we get started, I do remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale. We can help you hire a team of software developers to build whatever it is that your company does. Um, check out fullscale.io to learn more. Nick, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thanks, Matt. You know, thanks for having me. You know, I stayed late for you guys. This is the second time I'm staying that late for a podcast, only for you and for Jure. But for some for some crazy reason, I'm not tired. I mean, I don't drink coffee. And anyways, man, I, I guess partnerships are keeping me awake. So, where uh, are you located at? About here, actually. Let me show you my 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 chair. I, I'm trying not to move, so my chair doesn't make any sound. But I'm trying to be like a, like a robot. So. I'm here, you know, you can see Bulgaria on top of Greece. Everybody knows Greece. We yes. hidden gem above Greece. Now, if you want like sandy beaches, big waves, if you like surfing, you know, we're the place to go because the Black Sea, uh, it actually has less salinity compared to the, like the Mediterranean, the ocean. So the water is whiter. So the winds are actually picking up the waves and we have like waves as high as 10 meters here. So, Okay. Well, so, you know, obviously you're an expert in partnerships and excited to learn from you today uh, some tips about how to make partnerships work for businesses. Um, tell us, how did how did you get into this? How did you become an expert at partnerships? Uh, honestly, I mean, I can go back to probably when I started with my e-commerce. That was like in 2010. It was 13 years ago. I was uh, actually an affiliate manager for a company in Bulgaria. Uh, there were selling all kinds of like supplements, digital products, whatever. That was like for two months that they worked there. It was a very bad period for the company. They didn't make any money, you know. I didn't make any money as well, but I liked the idea a lot. So at the meantime, I got an offer from a big uh, international company to be like their general manager in the Balkans. And I said, took the offer, but they said, okay, on the side, I'm gonna uh, do what these guys are doing, you know, just by myself. I'm going to order some products. I'm going to resell them. And just to run for that a little quicker, you know, we set up a private label supplement business, you know. And eventually, you know, what happened? You know, we grew very quickly because we were one of the first companies selling acai berry. I'm not sure if you remember that. It was yes. a magic Brazilian. So we're, we're the first guys selling that in Europe. We're paying one cent per click on Facebook and Google Ads. It was that early, you know, that's crazy. So long story short, we, we developed around 20 products, supplements like weight loss, muscle builders, male enhancement, all the vanity bullshit. <laughs> Sorry that I'm saying that, but that, that's no, some of our products were actually quality, but the thing is that we were early 
uh, cost per paid marketing was cheap and we grew very quickly. But of course, everything has an end. So in 2015 or 16, you know, we started to actually get a lot of competitors. Uh, the PPC was starting to increase. You now Facebook and Google were actually cracking us. I mean, they were suspending our account because supplements shady business. And we said, okay, we're too dependent on the paid marketing. Now let's find some companies who can actually promote our products like affiliates. And, and this is when we started actually doing a lot of affiliates. You know, we, we switched from paid marketing to probably 100% affiliates, you know. And some of those guys are actually making a lot of orders for us. Now, I think at the peak, we're getting like up to 10,000 orders per day, just from Wow. Uh, and this is what we did until 2020, where we sold the company. You know, we, get, we got onto crypto in 2017. We let the company be managed by our employees. So we know what happens like that. I mean, uh, we just sold everything, you know, with the other co-founders. And then, like I told you and my wife, like a lucky coincidence, you know, I was using a company called Hello Tax uh, as a client. They were filing our VAT uh, reports in Europe. It's like the sales tax in the States. You no, know, like in the States, you no, know, there is a different sales tax in each county. County in Europe, you know, if you have that for each country, so they were doing that for us. I get to know the founders in the meantime, and they told me, okay, Nick, uh, you're doing a lot of partnerships and affiliates uh, for your company. Can you replicate that for Helotax? Can you advise us how we can uh, grow Helotax with partnerships? And I said, okay, man, let's do that. I mean, I'm too young to retire. My wife told me that I'm getting dumber if I don't work. So I'm going to take your offer. And, and I do that. I mean, the first thing I, I did is I checked, you know, there is correspondence with partners. And what I saw is that a lot of partners were, were complaining that the partnership is very one-sided. Helotars was expecting to get without giving and told them, guys, this is not how we do partnerships. We're only going to give. And by giving, we're going to get. And they said, okay, how we do that? I said, don't worry about that. We're going to create content. We're going to find partners. We're going to connect partners and I have this approach with partnerships. When I meet somebody, even if I'm not an ideal fit, I must have a partner who can be a better fit than me or who can help out. So the idea is I, I wouldn't say no to anybody. I'm always going to find somebody and I just connect people like that. If I meet somebody, connect them with somebody and then a few other companies you know, in the space, one of them is called Zone Guru, the other one is Merchant Spring. They said, okay, Nick, can you do it for us? And I said, okay, guys, you just gave me an idea. I'm going to set up a partnership agency. I'm going to help you guys and other companies to help for partnerships. And that's long story short is I have advised and helped over 40 companies since then. Uh, many of those companies are still clients. And the main thing about partnership is we're helping those companies to grow without spending any money on paid marketing. What they do, they create content like we do with you right now. You know, you create content, the content stays. You have a partner, the partner is distributing the content. Then more, more companies sees, you know, they, they outreach to, you know, you do stuff with them. So that's the, the long story short, you now how I got into partnerships, but I can continue to talk forever, but I assume you now you might have a question so we can <laughs> go like into a detail about the partnership stuff. And well, so from my experience, my my very first company was a company called Venn Solutions, and we sold a CRM system to car dealerships. And we were selling it for $2,000, $3,000 a month. And it, we were very rapidly growing. We ended up being the number one CRM system in 
for car dealers. And people all the time would come to us and ask us to sell their software. They wanted us to sell their stuff. We They wanted partnerships with us. And the problem that I always had is like, why would I spend my time selling your stuff when I could spend my time selling my stuff, right? And so it, the, I think that's the problem with, that's the struggle with partnerships is it's got to be a win-win. And so it, the partnerships made sense for us if it helped us sell our product or if whatever we were partnering with, like we partnered with some data providers and things like that, that made our product better, right? So by selling that thing, it, it was kind of one plus one equals three. And to me, I think, I feel like that's always been part of the struggle with partnerships is they've, they've got to be a win-win for both sides or, or it's the type of partnership where somebody's just looking to be an affiliate and they just want to sell all sorts of things. They're trying to make like a small percentage of the, the share or whatever. What, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Exactly. I mean, you, you actually just uh, hit the gold nugget, you know, the win-win thing. And this is why a lot of companies are doing it wrong. Why you said, why should they spend time selling your stuff? Yeah. Why? Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll answer your question. So for example, I will give you, I'll give Hello Taxi as an example. I can give a lot of agencies an example. A client comes to them and they tell them, okay, I would like to sell in Europe or I would like to sell in the USA. Okay. Do you have sales tax compliance? Do you have VAT in Europe? Do you have product compliance? No, we don't. Okay. Go and set it up and then we're going to talk with you. Okay. So what would be the alternative? I mean, the alternative would be to say, Hey man, don't worry about that. I have a partner A who is going to help you with the VAT. I have a partner B who is going to help with the product compliance. I have partner C who is going to cover the logistics. I have partner D who is going to cover translation. Yeah. So, so instead of telling them, okay, do it, do the stuff yourself and come back to us, you tell them, okay, I'll help you out and then once you're ready with all these things, because some of them might be needed before your service, then we're going to help you out. So how do you win like that? The first thing is you don't, you don't turn down the client. People don't like to be rejected regardless for relationships, for business, whatever. So by helping this guy, he might not return as a client because he might find the cheaper service, but yeah, he's going to go to your partners. They're going to help him out. And it's very likely that those partners are going to return the favor. Yes. Even even if they don't do that, this guy is going to say, you know what, uh, a friend of mine would like to tell you, go and chat with these guys. They were kind of expensive for me, but they had this huge network. They helped me set it up. So there is no way that you can lose by doing that. The other alternative is that you're not different than other guys because what if not seen a lot of companies, like I said, they just want to sell their service. They don't care about the rest. But this is, the, this is actually a short-sighted thing because uh, you should be a partner of your clients, not just somebody who would like to sell them stuff. And, but of course, here, there is another question. Some partners, so they receive, they don't give back in return. But this is the thing with the partnerships game. You know, when you build a partner network, you shouldn't expect that you're going to find, you're going to find five companies who end up ideal clients. You should find hundred companies. You should have like multiple companies for each problem that you need to solve for clients. So you can actually screen those guys. You're going to send client to those guys, to the other guys, and you can see what they do in return, how they treat the client. Do they return the favor? Are they reliable? Uh, and the simple is that, I mean, that's what I tell everybody. We have a meeting. We're going to do all these things with you. I don't care what we just discussed. What we do after the meeting is going to 
show us if we're good partners or not. So a partnership is about the action after you meet, not what you're promising to each other. So let me so let me ask you this: if if uh, I own a business, and I'm listening right now, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking you need a new chair, but I'm also yeah, thinking, <laughs> I'm also sure. thinking I need to find some business partners. Um, wh where should somebody start? They're like, okay, who do I partner with? Like, where where do they start? What what what, are the, what do you what do you recommend? I mean, it, it it's really easy, by the way. I mean, LinkedIn is probably the best channel to find anybody in anywhere. But if you would like to have like a blueprint of how we do that, everybody who starts a business, they should know who is their competitor. If you don't know that, it would be hard to find partners because I mean, you, you cannot see who your partner, who your competitor is partnering partnering with. But the, the easy steps are the following: you, know, you find your competitors, see who they partner up with. You outreach to those guys. Then you know what's your ICP. You actually find companies who provide the same service, but they're not competitors. You outreach those guys on LinkedIn. And ideally, you don't just message them and you tell them, hey, man, I have this service. I'm going to give you some commission if you send somebody. Okay, Everybody gives commission. Nobody cares about it. Tell them, we work with the same clients. We would like to introduce to our audience. We're going to do something with your Let's create some content so we can show what you guys do and vice versa. So the best way to grow a, a network or a business is by actually giving to the others. No? Because first, you know, you would say, okay, but why should they bother with this guy? I'm going to promote them. Actually, that's correct. But by promoting them, the partners are going to create content which you share on your channels. People see those guys, they share that on their channels, vice versa. They're going to share about what to do on their channels. And actually, it's... It's actually, we call it multi-level partnerships. So, but to answer the question, simply no, LinkedIn is the best channel for partnerships. For of finding course. for finding potential partners. Exactly, in our software, but we're going to go deeper into that because LinkedIn is a, is a huge, huge ocean. I mean, I have like 11,000 followers on LinkedIn. I know probably only 1,000 of those. Yeah. It, well, let me let me tell you about a story. I had a conversation with another founder yesterday, and his company it's a CRM it's a CRM software. They had a bunch of partnerships with other companies that they had integrations with. So that's that was the key to their partnerships was the integrations that they could do with basically think about them like accounting systems. And so it was you know very beneficial for for each of. For, because the integration for them to work together and and it drove a lot of their business, but they got acquired by by another company. And after they got acquired, all of those partners saw the new parent company as a competitor. They lost all of those partnerships, and now they have a terrible time trying to sell their software at all, unless it comes from leads that come out of that parent company. Because now they're competing with with all these partners that they had, and that that that's. Uh, that was like kind of a kind of a dangerous story of an acquisition. You know, it's like when you're when you're relying on partners, all of a sudden you get acquired and you lose all your partners. <laughs> Have yeah, you seen you seen things like that before? Yeah, honestly, it's the first time here about it because integration is probably one of the best way to scale a SaaS company. Uh, so, but of course, I mean, see, usually when when a company get acquired, I mean, the auto stuff gets broken. So, so that's not a surprise, but. Uh, the thing is not that's what they tell a lot of people about competitors. Now, sometimes people say, okay, he, this guy is a competitor. I don't want to chat with him. That, it's a huge mistake. You know, I talk with all my competitors. 
I advise all my clients and the company which we advise to talk with those because sometimes a competitor is actually an ideal partner. I'll give an example. Let's say with Heotax, company provides the same service, but the company B, who is a competitor, they don't have a SaaS solution. They just have a service. So what happens? They actually use Heotax service to service their clients or actually one of the biggest partner of those. So it doesn't, it's never, it never occurs to talk with your part, with your competitor. Sometimes somebody might be a competitor on the outside, but they actually service bigger clients or smaller clients. So there is always something that you can work with. Even in mind, somebody comes to us or for something and then they ask, okay, do you offer that? No, man, I don't offer that. Let me connect you with the competitor. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because see, the, the thing is, no, if you cannot service somebody, you should help them out. Because this is going to benefit you in the long term. They're going to say, okay, this guy is not chasing the money. No, he's willing to help us. And this is actually good for the competitors because you never know. Sometimes the competitor actually is acquiring a company. So this happens all the time. So keeping good relationship is always a good thing. But in regards to integrations, that's probably the best thing that you can do for any SaaS company. But of course, here is there is like also the psychology. Okay, I don't want to share. I don't want to do that. So that's always an issue with any company. No, not willing to share because they they would like to get first without giving. And to be honest, this is probably the hardest thing that I need to actually break, actually to change with companies that we advise. But once they see the truth, they say, okay, man, that's much easier than before, you know. And I know founders which are telling me, Nick, I don't want to get anything. I just want to give every to everybody, you know. And then, you know, while they start giving this, okay, man, I have so much business right now. Everybody's having business without asking. So this is kind of the magic of partnerships. No? Yeah. That's how, how I've grown my company. I'm giving everybody and people recommend me all the time. My, my, for my paid service, uh, I never sell my paid service. I have a waiting list for that. I can even choose who I work with. And I do that for a reason. I put them in a trial. We do some free stuff with them. And I kind of evaluate, no, are you ready for that? Because if you don't understand how partnerships work, you're never going to understand that. So, and this actually how you, you do with any partner, you know, uh, you do like a, a list of things that you guys are going to do. And you have like step one, let's feature you on the website. Step two, let's do a social swap. Step three, let's do a webinar. Step four. Let's do like a joint so like newsletter. Step five, let's do like a joint offer. Step six, let's do an integration. So if you don't bother to do one, two or three, you can never talk about number six. So these small steps are actually evaluating how radio is the other partner to actually work with you and how uh, proactive they are in a way. So Well, you've... So you've got me thinking about this. So, you know, our company full scale, we do software development for other people. We have 300 employees in the Philippines. Um, so we can, you know, we can provide senior level software developers at a very affordable rate. Um, we have, you know, dozens of, of companies that we work with and we don't have a lot of partnerships, but I'm always thinking about, you know, what kind of partners can we work with? And, and part of it is I'm thinking, I'm thinking about our existing customer base and thinking about, well, who would love to sell stuff to our existing customer base? And those could be the perfect partners for us if, if they can then turn and sell or recommend our software or our, our services back to their customers, right? So um, so tell me tell me a little bit about scale and and what is what is the goal of, of scale and, and that new company that you've built? 
obviously I'll scale, you know, just to explain you know, uh, the one thing about the partnership network and the agencies is the following. No, you meet somebody and you connect them with companies for a good match. They might be clients, they might be partners, it doesn't matter. But this used to be manual and this is how it works. Let's say I, I meet you, Mas, for the first time and I say, hey, guys, no, we just chatted, I just chatted with my, hey, guys, hey, James, please meet Matt. He's the founder of, uh, scale, how, what was the name? Scale, scale up? Full scale? Full, Full scale. scale. Okay. He's yep. the founder of school scale. They're doing custom development. They have this and that. They do this and that. And I just connect with people who might be a good fit for you. That's how it works. But of course, it's a very manual process. And then we, we, we figure out, you know what? Let's do it like currently. You know, when you meet somebody, instead of telling them, okay, is it Friday good to meet? Is it Monday? Is it 1 p.m.? Is it 5 p.m.? We tell, we, we decide, okay, let's build a software where we just share our link and the other guy is going to see who we know. Instead of wondering, though, know, who is a good fit for me, I'm going to send you a link by currently. It's like scale.yourname.com. Matt, and and when I click on the page, I'm gonna see all your partner contacts or like client contacts, no, whoever you consider a warm contact. So I have, I might see like five, 10, 50 companies. I'm gonna select five of those, and I say, hey Matt, and I click request, and introduce me to those companies. So uh, what we, and of course, once you do that, you expect the same from me. I share my link with my contacts. You go and check who I know in your request introduction. So we call those introduction or referral swaps, or some people might call them proactive referrals. So instead of waiting for a referral to come, instead of waiting for somebody to tell him up, do you know a company which does that? You proactively introduce the new partner to the community. Hey, partner name, please meet Nick. Nick is doing this and that, whatever. But all that is pre-built in the software is a template. So you don't need to write all those emails. You just Select who you would like to meet on the other sites to be introduced, your company to be introduced, and vice versa. And the, the good thing is that this is not just one-time thing. Once you become a user, we, based on your ICP, we connect with other users who are not competitors, and we do something which we call matchmaking. We send an email, hey, Matt, please meet uh, Nick. He's the founder of this and that. Here is Nick's scale page. Go ahead and check out his contacts and make some introduction requests, vice versa. Here is Matt uh, page. Nick, you can request some tracks. So the idea is to streamline the referrals. And this is actually very good for B2B and for anybody who is selling a high ticket service because some companies will never reply if you try to outreach them. But if you know them, they're going to chat with you. And also, if you would like to fill out your pipeline, this is the best thing because we can do outreach as much as you want because it, that's my business now. I have 20 employees, we do outreach and my pipeline is full. But most people don't know how to do that. They struggle with booking meetings. And scale, scale is eliminating the warm-up period because you, you just need to connect with one guy who knows 50 of your prospects. You know, you can request those interactions. Of course, the currency of, the, of, the, of scale are it's not money, it's connections. So you pay by giving a connection back together. Okay? And, and, and this is as simple as how it works. So you upload your contacts, you create your page. Whenever you meet somebody, you tell them, select who you would like to meet, sign up and upload your contacts, and they can do that the same on your end. On top of that, 
whenever you have the contacts, we connect with more users and we kind of, it's a never, never ending cycle. You know? The idea is to keep everybody engaged. And so it all works based off of your LinkedIn profile. Is that? No, not actually. I mean, you have, right now you can, you can like as CSV import, you can do it manually. But ideally, you know, you can connect your Ethereum as well. But the idea is not to upload your whole client list because, I mean, some companies have like hundreds of thousands, millions of clients. So you don't want to put everybody. So those should be just your warm contracts. Like most people don't know like 10,000 people, you know. See, I, I've met like hundreds, like thousands. To be honest, like 1,500 is the last time we checked how many I've met. And I've met all of those guys. With probably half of them, we communicate very often, so I can introduce them easily. But generally, you know, most people don't have that many close partners. So that's why I say like 50 is probably the maximum that you would have there. But of course, if you're like a big company with big pipe drive and you talk with everybody, you can put like a like a larger list. But the main idea is that you use your existing contacts to get more leads in a way. I like it. I like it a lot. This sounds great. And Sounds like something that can be very uh, beneficial for us at, at full scale. So let me ask you this. In regards to partnerships, do should all partnerships rever- revolve around some sort of, of revenue share or just, you know, referral? Or what, what do you recommend there as far as that that side of, of true partnerships? Okay. Basically, I mean, there is different type of partnerships, you know. So the first one in Spikes, it's referrals. Just commission. I'm gonna send somebody to you. You're gonna pay me commission, or gonna pay me discount or commission, or whatever. So the second one is content partnerships. Some companies are huge, like SaaS companies. They they don't send like clients in a referral basis because I mean many of them actually don't talk with your clients. All the onboarding can the sign up is automated. So with those guys, you can do like a webinar, you can do a conference, you can do newsletter, blast, whatever. In this way, you're going to get outreach to their audience. So they promote you to their audience and vice versa. Social swaps is the same. You use the following. And this is all content. And uh, there's actually two more types. The, the other thing is like white label partnerships. This is actually very successful for many of the users of Skill because a lot of our clients are actually SaaS providers in the e-commerce space. So they meet an agency, an aggregator, a big e-commerce provider, and they say, okay, I like your software, but I don't want to send people to your to your software. I would like to white label. Can you do that? Hell yes, I'm gonna do that. You know, you need to sign a contract for like hundreds, like thousand licenses. We're gonna build the platform, we're gonna put the skin on top of that, we're gonna call it powered by our company, you're gonna sell it to your client. So this is actually one of the most uh successful type of partnership that we do in the network because you have one partner who is not willing to send business, you just white label your stuff. So and the last part is integration partnerships, like you said, you know, you either put your tool in their dashboard, vice versa, you know, some companies call it like dashboard swaps. They put like a link on their dashboard. So whenever somebody needs funding, they can click on the link and they go to the partner or they can simply integrate with the partner, you know, and they can kind of refer the clients directly. But these are the, I guess the four types of partners of MC you know, all the time. And whenever we talk with Buddy, we kind of evaluate what what this partner is good for, you know. Is it referral content? Sometimes they're good for all, sometimes just good for one of those things. But there is no such thing as somebody who is not good for partnership unless they say, I don't want to do anything, I just want to get. If you want to get, okay, man, 
<laughs> go just do it yourself then if you don't want to give. So let me ask you if I'm a company like full scale and I'm like, hey, I wish I wish uh Nick that you would resell our services. What what kind of revenue should we offer as a you know, should we offer ten percent, twenty percent? Like what what do you what do you recommend of, of trying to figure out how how to split that you know economics of that? Honestly, I don't deal with money. You know, my my wife is dealing with the money. I just talk. I just advise people. Pricing pricing is not is not my thing. See, the thing is with when I help clients to connect, I just make the connection. I advise them how to meet, how to do stuff. I never deal about the pricing because each uh, company owner should know their margins. So based yeah. on their margins, you know you should know uh, how it works. But in general, or even in share or partnerships. The, the more you get from the partner, the bigger should be the cut that you're giving them. Or it depends how much work they're doing. So it's, it's different. I mean, there is not like a standard process. For example, for com- commissions or if commission like in the affiliate niche uh, on the SaaS, it's like 25-30% recurring is like an ideal thing. Okay. But it's for the revenue insurer, I cannot tell you, no, there is not like a fixed, you know, the minimum should be like 10%. The base would be 30%. And it's good that you ask for that because whenever we start advising a company, this is the first thing we check. How much do you pay your affiliates and your partners? And a lot of times they pay them peanuts. And I told them, okay, why do you do that? Okay. I mean, we don't know. Another mistake that I'm seeing with a lot of companies, they paid your brand new like partners or affiliates higher commission than existing clients. And I said, okay. Why do you pay your existing clients like one time create a 50 US dollars and then you pay your affiliates 30 uh, percent recurring and say, okay, because they're clients. Okay. So you're punishing them because they're clients. Your clients should be your best affiliates or partners because they use the software. They know uh, how if you're good or not. So these guys are going to promote even without money, but you should not punish them. They should get as much as you pay. Somebody who is just affiliating you just to get the commission. Well, yeah, it's it's all over the board, right? And it's totally different if you're selling something for fifty dollars a month and it's some little marketing widget or whatever versus a company like ours at full scale that could be tens of thousands of dollars a month, right? So it's it's all over the board, and there's there's definitely no no one answer. But I think to summarize what you said earlier, you have white labels, you have different referral partnerships. Um, I like the content partnerships, integration partnerships. Um, did I miss one? I think that was it. Yeah, it's actually referral, content, uh, white labeling, and integration. So four. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've had a lot of success in the past with the integration ones. And that other CRM system I mentioned earlier, that example, theirs was integration too. And it was, it was really big. And event solutions, those were the integrations that mattered to us. It's like, you know, we were, we integrated with some other vendors and so we were reselling their product um, because it was an integrated solution. So I yeah, love those, if, those, yeah, those if, types if of you're, solutions. If you're tech savvy, you should do all integrations. I mean, that, that's when you do integrations, you don't need to do like co-marketing referral or anything like that. And some companies are doing just integration. Some companies are doing the, just content. Some are doing just referrals and some are just looking for white label partnership. What other kind of tips do you have for people out there that are thinking about doing partnerships? Yeah, the partnership, you know, it's really simple. I mean, do what your guys are doing already. Set up a podcast. Invite industry leaders. Let them talk about, create like short form content, 
post that on socials all the time. People are going to see that. The people that you invite, they're going to share that on their content. And of course, like everybody should do, you promote your business as well. So give the stage to others and use them as content creators and then as a distribution channel for partnerships. And then, of course, one thing is you can always tell them, okay, Nick, Matthew, we just, we just met with you, you just came in on our podcast. Please recommend like five guys that you, you think would be good speakers for what we do. So as, as simple as that, like giving, you know, I have, for example, a newsletter. You know, my newsletter has 20,000 e-commerce sales. It's non-commercial. Everybody would like to pay me to put them there. I don't do that. I just put whatever I want. The open rate is 60%. The click-through rate is 4%. Because uh, the audience loves what we do. Whenever I meet somebody, I promote them. I promote them on socials. Whenever I see something valuable, not only for me, but for the community, I do that. So by giving, you're actually promoting yourself. And of course, now you're helping others. By helping others, you're being remembered. The best thing about partnership, the most important thing about partnership is being remembered because the, you're going to talk with thousands of people. You know? you're, you're going to talk with your competitors. You know, If they don't remember you, they're not going to send you a referral whenever they have an inquiry about you. So you need to make sure that you're being remembered uh, by your partners. And of course, another thing which is very important to be, if you promise something, you do it. Nobody likes people that promise stuff and don't do it. So that's, I think, is not only for partnership, but in general. I've had that experience a lot where I meet with somebody and they're like, oh, I'll, I'll introduce you to this person or I'll do this or do that. And then it, it never happens. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. That That's critical. And you've you've got to facilitate that yourself if you're going to expect it from other people. And um, par- partnerships and, and referrals are huge, like at, at full scale referrals is a huge part of our uh, growth. I mean, a lot of our customers all come from referrals and networking and, uh, and that comes from giving, right? It's comes from all the, all the events you go to and talking to people, helping people. And, and to some degree it's, it's creating noise. And, uh, you know, I, I love, love what you mentioned about creating content and, and sharing other stuff. It, it, it gives you something to talk about and something to make noise about, right? At the end of the day, the more you make noise, the more you talk about, um, it drives, it drives leads. It drives business. Yeah, exactly. Just one tip for all the people. This is not only for partnership, but in general, when you do something, try to give 10% extra, you know, and usually That's... people are not willing to give. So for example, when I meet somebody, it doesn't cost me anything to just make some interactions. And I tell everybody, you know, do that for your business. You're going to benefit as much as you want. Only 5% of the people admit they're doing that. And this is one of the reasons why we build skill because there is no matter how many times I tell them that, they don't do that. Say, okay, let's make it easier for you guys. So I'm going to build the software. We just need to share a link. So now they're doing it, by the way. But still, it needs some pushing. Now, Nick, how do I do this? Where do you do that? So I, I, that's why I do the matchmaking. Hey, guys, here is a link. Hey, click here. Request interaction. Here is a link. B. But anyways, man. Uh... So is that, is that part of like separate consulting you do and stuff or that that's not part of scale itself? Yeah, no, the, the, that's part of scale. I mean, see, the okay. companies who are clients, of course, we will onboard them. But unless they have their contacts on scale, we're not going to connect them with anybody. Because if you don't have contacts, you cannot request interactions from the other guys. So it should be fair. Of course, there's companies who use scale only as paid clients because there's companies who don't want to 
share their contact, they just want to receive introductions. So those guys, we have packages for them. You okay. like introductions, you just pay. That's it. But it's like I said, as long as you're willing to share contacts, we're going to keep on introducing you with new companies who are willing to work with you. So we just need to swap leads, I mean, like referrals. Well, I'm sold. I need to sign up and, and try this for sure. I think, I think it could be very helpful for us. And I do want to remind everybody, if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, FullScale can help. We have the platform and the people that help you build and manage a team of expert software developers when you visit FullScale.io. Get to answer a few questions and we'll match you up to our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software developers. The key is we specialize in building a long-term team that works only for you. We do staff augmentation for the long-term. Uh, please visit fullscale.io to learn more. Well, I, I love this, Nick, and this is a great topic and great episode and um, timely timely conversation about partnerships. Um, curious if you have any other final tips for other entrepreneurs out there. It could be about partnerships, could it be about something completely different. Any other uh, final tips for other entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, of course, I mean, I've been remote for the last 13 years and I live on the beach in the summer. I work only four days. That's my last meeting work of the week, if you, if you, if you say. So uh, try to, I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if we invented the five day week. It's bullshit, man. You should do all the work in four days because people are not in a work mode on Friday. So try to do less, uh, to do more for less time. Because, I mean, this is the most valuable thing. And if you find like quality partners, I mean, everything could be much easier. For you. But just a tip for everybody, just try to give a little more. You know, most people don't bother to do anything extra. So if you just do like 5-10% extra, you'll be surprised how much you're going to get. All the successful guys are actually giving. And I, I've heard this more or somewhere. Nobody is has gotten poor or has gone bankrupt by giving. So... Give, I love it. You'll be surprised on how much you're gonna get in the long term. I love it. Regardless, regardless for what or what business, whatever relationship, etc. All right, everybody. Well, this is Nick Panev. Again, his company is Scale. That's S C A Y U L dot com, and we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, and you're also the co-founder of Extreme uh, Power Brands. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, thanks, Matt, and thanks for my share. The chair it's been quiet most of the time. So thank you guys and enjoy the weekend, everybody. <laughs> we're we're going to get you a new chair. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I know that. I'm trying to use it less and less, but anyways. I, I think, thank you. Okay, my chair is saying good night to everybody. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.